This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, we now bring you a discussion on Karnataka, the current political scenario. The participants are N.K. Singh, political analyst, and Vinay Kumar, journalist. Current political developments in Karnataka are moving at a fast pace. Thursday is the day when trust vote is to be taken, and today's Supreme Court verdict has come at a very, very important time. Supreme Court has made a very important observation saying that Speaker is free to decide on the status of rebel MLAs whose resignations endanger the ruling Congress-JDS coalition. And Supreme Court has said that discretion of the Speaker should not be fettered by any direction of the Apex Court. Speaker can decide on the resignations as and when he feels appropriate, but this decision should be submitted to the Supreme Court. It has added a new dimension to the ongoing developments over the past 10 days or 15 days. NK, if you see whatever is happening in Karnataka, again it's a year-old Congress-JDS government. We will go into the reasons later, but how the current developments are playing out in Karnataka. There are two aspects of it. Prima facie, one can say that he is not in line with the thinking of the party leadership or the government in power, and therefore, on his own, a particular MLA wants to resign, and that is his fundamental right. And that was very much enshrined in the anti-defection law, Pen schedule. The first point of that is, a public representative, MLA or MP, he is free to resign from the membership if he chooses so. I mean, one can do that. There is no denying the fact. But the other aspect of it is more, I think, extra legal. And that is, at what time an MLA really think that his leadership is not in consonance with his thinking and the policies are not falling foul of his perception and therefore he should quit membership. In this case, for example... All of a sudden, people win from a particular party and when they go to elections at the hustings, they start praying about the policies of the party, quality of the leadership. Then all of a sudden, they decide, no, 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 it is not in consonance with my perception and party is going wayward and therefore he decides to quit and resigns. So this is the dilemma and only speaker is in the position to ascertain whether this is a voluntary resignation or this is born out of some enticement or some extra legal coercion enticement or for some greed. I mean, these are the factors. Now, in this case, precisely 1985, the anti-defection law was brought into existence. It was signed and in January 86, it was enforced. After that, it was subjected to another amendment in 2003 through Amendment 91st. And the present shape is rather more stringent than the previous one. Why did this situation come up that we had to bring about a law? It was way back in 1967. You remember when in 10 states, SVD governments were formed. People rejected Congress for the first time in the history. And in 10 states, SVD governments were formed. But surprisingly, that did not last. In one MLA, there were cases in Haryana and other places where one MLA had crossed the floor three times in one day. IRM, Gairam culture was brought into existence. After that, a continuous thinking underway and it was again after 18 years. In 1985, this law was brought into existence during Rajiv Gandhi's regime. Now, in Karnataka case, after one year, it dawns upon some MLAs that no, the party is being run in a hectoring manner. Its leadership is not in consonance with ideals that originally propagated. That was the situation. Now, for a speaker... Today's court judgment, Supreme Court three-member bench has decided, and although it is an interim order, but it has brought into force 
another dilemma the court has said on one hand that the speaker is fully competent and supreme court the apex court of the country cannot interfere in the powers of the speaker he is completely free to decide what is happening on the floor of the house and on resignation question as you rightly put that is one aspect now on the other hand he says that members who have resigned may or may not attend the assembly MLAs have been said that now that you have resigned on your free will, so it is predetermined that MLAs have resigned voluntarily and their own will prevailed. But on the other hand, the Supreme Court is asking the Speaker through a directive that Speaker is fully competent to decide the case of resignation when you have already prejudged that MLAs are resigning on their free will and it doesn't. Therefore, it doesn't invite their three-line bid. It doesn't invite the restrictions of identification law. But yes. there is no denying the fact that mlas are free to decide on whether they should continue in office or not as a member that part is okay but rest i think supreme court should have given a very speaking order in these issues because these are very contentious issues therefore this was an occasion when supreme court and if three member bench could not have decided it could have sent it to a larger bench a constitution bench for that and because the supreme court has said that the rebel lawmakers should not be compelled to participate in the proceedings of the state assembly so it means that the government can't use whips to force the dissident lawmakers to participate in the trust vote on thursday and if we see the arithmetic 16 mlas of jds and congress they have quit over the past 2 weeks and two independents they quit as ministers and they withdrew their support to the ruling coalition so now bjp is also very tantalizingly placed in karnataka and if the resignations are accepted the state government will lose its majority no doubt about that the coalition 118 members the majority mark will come down 200 and the majority mark will drop from 113 to 105 and bjp has 105 members plus they have support of two independents but given this arithmetic and just only a year ago congress and jds who are traditional rivals also in karnataka they fought elections and then they came together to form this coalition and stake claim we saw that drama which happened in europe could not sustain his government so given uh, this kind of situation and this delicate arithmetic is there a fear of disqualification also if speaker disqualifies an mla and uh, they are not able to run for another term and uh, they go out for 6 months or so that is also a fear among uh, the mlas nobody wants fresh election news coming from karnataka but if we also go into the reasons how this situation developed within one year that is yet another aspect we'll discuss that also see why would an mla after having contested such a fiercely contested election would lose his membership after such a short time so that fear is always lurking there is no denying the fact but now when congress jds which fought against each other all of a sudden joined hands to form a government not withstanding the fact that bjp had majority simple majority at least if it doesn't go for absolute majority if bjp had majority and then two political forces which contested against each other they suddenly joined hands was it not a miscarriage of public mandate it was but the same happened in bihar also so therefore this is happening now in karnataka case there is no denying the fact that the kumaraswamy government was at a wafer thin majority and it could have shifted this side or that side because this apprehension was lurking ever since they took oath but now in this case anti defection law whether speaker now you have given complete functional leeway to speaker but 
In this case, it says no speaker is all power. Supreme Court cannot do anything. Now that you are saying, you are giving complete leeway to speaker. Basic anti-defection law, the basic premise on which it hinges is that MLA is free to resign from the post unless there is an element of enticement. But anti-defection law also says that the developments in the house will only matter, not outside the house. Therefore, a speaker will judge it only when house is in session and house is in session, a C-line whip has been initiated and then if a member goes against party's whip, then this can invite anti-defection law. Here the situation is not there. Situation is that some MLAs have already resigned and it's been 15 days. Some of them are ministers, they have resigned, whatever be the reason. Now they have resigned and they say that no, they are just resigning from the post. They have not sent the resignation to their party leaders. They have sent it straight to a speaker. Now you have to take cognizance of this resignation letter rather than his conduct on the floor of the house because the house is not in session. Therefore, you cannot decide on a question which is non-existence. Therefore, if a speaker decides that no, this letter of resignation invites and then VIP doesn't precede it. VIP was an afterthought. VIP is being issued now. Resignation was some 15 days ago. And Speaker had also said that resignation of the seven or eight MLAs are not in order. They are resignation letters. He had not taken cognizance of them and he said he wanted so to interview. That is where the role of the Speaker is very dicey. Now, if he says that is not in order, you have ample time. The practice in parliamentary democracy is that even if you have an information or a note that ex-MLA has resigned, you call him, you talk to him and then accept the resignation later. If he insists, I mean normal practice. It's been 15 days, you could have called them, said it is not in order, you put it in order and then tell me your views, do you want to press it? And if it sticks to that, if that member says, yes, I want to resign, then willy-nilly he will have to accept that. Here, the question is of resignation. And if you say it is not in order, you might as well have asked them, put it in order. Rather than say, now at this stage you say, that no, no, that was not in order, therefore I will not accept that. And then, meanwhile, VIP will be issued, which has been issued. And now you can invoke that VIP saying that, uh, no, they have been, I mean, anti-defection law has been invited in this case. And therefore, they will lose their membership. You cannot do that. But a speaker in this case, he might as well do that. Because VIP in any case was afterthought. It's not a question of resignation. Resignation came first and that too, there was ample time. A speaker could have ascertained whether it is in order or not. They could have talked to them. But instead of that, if all of a sudden your party is invoking, I mean the party in question is bringing three-line whip, and then the speaker is saying, no, no, whip will prevail, will precede the resignation, and therefore it attracts anti-defection law. There I think it is patently wrong. This political drama which unfolded in Karnataka also cast its shadow on parliamentary proceedings, and willy-nilly the BJP was also brought in, allegations by the opposition, particularly the Congress were that the BJP is trying to lure the the MLAs. But if we see over the past one year what has happened, the reasons for disaffection in North Karnataka and South Karnataka. North Karnataka, you have a certain caste and community which is prevalent, who are not very happy that they were not given ministerial births, friction was already there. In South Karnataka, both the JDS and Congress, they fought very bitterly, but now they have formed the government. And if you see, media reports also said that, you know, all ministers have resigned and those who are rebel, MLAs, can become ministers. So we have seen this resort politics, MLAs being taken to resorts, safely ensconced in 
some five star hotel in mumbai then uh, there are also interests in mining land construction transport all these are you know mega concerns where easy money can be minted and karnataka is a place where all these interests were playing out so probably this could not be reconciled by the chief minister there is a very palpable osmosis between corruption and power in karnataka he rightly said in such a situation was it not incumbent on supreme court not to allow anything and give a speaking order in the sense that no this 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 now you have in this case what you have done is you have given a complete functional leeway to speaker on the other hand you have also asked members to continue to go ahead with your resignation and you have asked them not to attend the session now in the such a situation i think it will rather exacerbate the process of confusion rather than giving a clear guideline not to give a speaking order either on this side or that side but whatever be the situation there is no denying the fact that government will not stay for longer for longer for, for, for the simple reason yes. that even if you sack them nothing will happen because other at present bjp is enjoying majority and that majority will catapult it into yeah, power stability has clearly become a casualty in karnataka and all eyes will be on thursday's developments when trust vote is scheduled to be taken in assembly thank you and kissing for the thank discussion you. thank you very much you were listening to a discussion on karnataka the current political scenario the participants were nk singh political analyst and vinay kumar journalist this program was produced and presented by the news services division of all india radio this program is also available on our website newsonair.com you may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks@gmail.com please stand by for our next program charcha ka vishay hai in a short while from now